he has gone through so much personally in the last few years, like more adversity than probably any other quarterback in the NFL. This is, this is why, like, I feel for Dak personally, like, do I think Dak is maybe like, I think is a, I think is a good football player, but I can't call him like top 12 in the NFL. Personally, I can't call him top 12. Um, but I do think he just like way overhated. I do think these things should be talked about. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host as always, Amir Farrell. Back at you guys with another episode this week following the 2024 wildcard weekend uh, that wrapped up a few days ago. Uh, obviously, the Packers and Cowboys game, a big shocker in that one. A lot of rumors flying out with uh, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. Obviously, he's gonna get, it got announced yesterday he will be staying as Jerry jo- Jones announced in a statement. So that uh, the future with Dak Prescott – it's definitely looking leaning more towards him staying in Dallas, but I have seen a few people saying that maybe Dak Prescott could be an option for the Broncos in Denver. I'll be talking about that uh, and much more. Russell Wilson, we are fully expected uh, that he'll be moving on from the Denver Broncos this off season, parting ways um, via release uh, that post June 1st designation. So, what will his be? Will his uh, top landing spots be in free agent free agency? As he'll be coming a first, uh, becoming a free agent for the first time in his NFL career. So, lots to talk about today's show. If you're listening on YouTube, like uh, the video, subscribe to the channel. All that is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, and uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump into it. So, like I mentioned, Dak Prescott. Um, look, I think I'll I'll dive into the the contract details in a little bit. But man, I've seen. I've seen a lot of talk about this guy. I mean, not all of it is great talk. And I just want to first off say I think Dak Prescott is a bit overhated um, in some some areas. I mean, he doesn't get enough credit, to be honest. Look, I think the numbers he has put up are not misleading at all. I think he's a, I think he's a, a damn good uh, quarterback just because the first round exits and not getting past the divisional blah, blah, blah. That that's team stuff. Look, I, he made, he made some bad throws in the Packers game, but that can't take away from everything he has done in Dallas. And I feel like a lot of people just see that one game and are like, man, I would not have Dak Prescott in Denver just because of that. Like, I think that's unfair. Now, if you dive into specifics of the contract details and where the Broncos are financially, then I, I understand where you're coming from. But look, Dak Prescott this season, 69.5% completion. He attempted 590 passes, completed 410 of them. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You see a lot of quarterbacks, like last year, he uh, he only plays in 12 games, but only completes 261 uh, completions of 394 attempts uh, for 66 0.2% completion. He throws more this year and completes more passes. Like you typically see in the NFL where you're when you're the more passing attempts you're giving out. I could be wrong on this, but it feels like the more passing attempts you do take, the let the further down your completion percentage goes. No, for Dak, he only gets better with that in-game experience. I mean, Cowboys 12 and 5 this year. Like I said, he threw for 69% completion, damn near 70. Threw for 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns to just nine interceptions. So, look, this decision-making was not good in that Packers game and the most important game of the season. So, I will say, he's a big reason why they did lose that game. Their defense really was, in my opinion, the biggest reason 
but their offense did not get off to any good start at all, which made it, it did make it hard on the defense, even though defense did not play great at all. Um, their so-called so-called uh, all-pro cornerback over PS2 had a pretty awful game. Um, but the stats, the numbers in the film that he put out this season was like like damn near career high. I mean, literally, it it all speaks for itself. Career high completion percentage, and it wasn't even really close to his second in career high. His next closest career high is sixty-eight point eight percent. He throws for sixty-nine point five. Career high, uh, or excuse me, second. Highest in uh, career passing yards. Uh, 2019, he threw for 4,902 yards. Um, this season, 4,500 4, yards, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, he had a really, really good season. And first off, I just want to talk a little bit more about Dak. Um, natural born leader. I mean, diving into his strengths. Hard worker, first one in, last one out type guy, type player. Good arm strength. Uh, good decision making overall this season. Just obviously, like I said, in Packers game, that was just a disaster. But look, he is, I think, just way overhated. And I, I would like to point out, not a lot of media sources and stuff will talk about this kind of stuff. But he has gone through so much personally in the last few years, like more adversity than probably any other quarterback in the NFL. This is, this is why, like, I feel for Dak personally. Like, do I think Dak is? Maybe like I think is a I think is a good football player, but I can't call him like top twelve in the NFL. Personally, I can't call him top twelve. Um, but I do think he just like way overhated, and I do think these things should be talked about. I mean, he lost his mother to cancer in 2013, his brother to suicide in 2020, his he lost his grandmother in 2021. I mean, that's just. I, I I truly I, I do feel for him, and I feel like not a lot of people talk about this stuff because it's like, all right, it's off the field. You still got to do your job on the field. That is true, but any anybody that's listening to this has ever played football, basketball, or not even a sport. Like you just have done anything in life. When you go through a, a tragic loss, and let alone three three of his like closest family members and relatives that you know leave his life. And growing up in poverty, living in trailer park, moving from motel to motel, like Dak is, I, I, I just feel like these things need to be brought to light more because what he's gone through personally and the way that he has played on the football field, like, is super fucking impressive. Excuse my language. Like, Dak has all my damn respect. Had a really, really good season this year, and I'm seeing after this game, a lot of Cowboys fans are calling for not a lot of Cowboys fans, but some Cowboys fans are talking about giving a, you know, tr getting a trade swap for Dak or something like, I, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Look, it's, it's frustrating that they've been first round exits or just barely getting past the wild card every single season for this. I don't know how many years, but that's not all on deck. I think Dak is a damn good football player. Like I said, I don't think he's, Skill-wise, as talented as maybe a top ten player in the NFL, like a Matthew Stafford, um, uh, a CJ Stroud. Like, no, I don't think he has the gift that those guys do. But I think he's still a really good football player. And I mean, let's dive into his contract. The reason the the Cowboys even gave him this contract is because they know exactly the type of uh, pedigree um, he is at his position. Um, in twenty twenty four, man, his contract is going to get rough. Turning 31 years old, cap hit jumps from 26.8 million to 59.45 million. 
Um, his dead cap is next year is this year actually is around 62 million. Um, look for anybody talking about Dak leaving Dallas. I, I just don't see the logic in it. Um, I don't see, even if the Bronx, even if I truly did want him so bad, which I do think he'd be instantly, instantly a massive upgrade over Russell Wilson and every quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning. I mean, the, every, everything speaks to that. It's just a fact. He would be a massive upgrade. And I will stand by that. I think he's a really good football player. But aside from the point, his contract is really, really rough. And I just don't see Dallas moving on from him. I think with them retaining Mike McCarthy, they're not going to go into a rebuild like some people have tooled with. Um, I know some people have con- connected uh, Sean Payton's past words uh, or you know, past statements um, in New Orleans about you know praising Dak Prescott and whatever. Like, look, I we've seen Sean Payton praise a lot of quarterbacks. Um, we can dive into all those past statements of him saying, "Oh, I love Jimmy G." Oh, I love Jamie. Like, we can dive into that all day. But at the end of the day, I don't think just a simple word and like a, a pregame press conference is really going to state too much on whether or not he's going to acquire a player. Um, I think it's just it just goes way beyond that. Um, I think Dak, his pocket presence would translate really well to Sean Payton's offense and being able to use the middle of the field and uh, target the perimeter. Um, it's just it's the contract, man. It, I, the Broncos couldn't make it work if they wanted to because of the $85 million dead cap hit with Russ. Like, I just don't understand the logic behind the whole thought process of can we get Dak Prescott to Denver? And even to begin with, I don't understand the logic behind will Dak Prescott leave Dallas. It just it doesn't make sense much sense they would have to eat a massive amount of dead cap just like we're doing with russell wilson obviously not as severe but yeah just i don't see him leaving um leaving uh dallas now granted i will correct myself they wouldn't have to eat all that dead cap just because it's a trade obviously they're they'll have to do some eating of the cap room as well as the team that'll be receiving dak prescott in, in the trade but Financially, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense for either side, to be honest. I, I wouldn't count on this at all. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised very soon if they uh, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, um, they, they probably won't even announce, but announce it. But Dak Prescott not leaving Dallas. I'll be the first to tell you. Um, would it be now just let, let's say all that's out the window. And if you're saying just straight up, like if we could get Dak to Denver right now, will we do it? I mean. Me personally, I'm looking at it as a massive upgrade. Me personally, I'm I want to go. I want to go the Rick like trade up and draft the Ricky route. That's been on my mind since mid season um, for the Broncos. Um, now that they're twelfth overall pick, we'll have future episodes going. And in fact, our next episode will be going over how the Broncos will exactly solve their uh, quarterback situation and how we want to do that. But. Um, yeah, I Dak Prescott to Denver. It it just doesn't make sense. You look at the contract, um, but granted, it's not because of Dak Prescott's play in the wild card. It's not because of maybe a few weaknesses he has with, you know, the interceptions in that game and decision making can be flawed at some times. Like it comes down to the money really for the Broncos. It's going to dictate a lot how their offseason goes. So moving on, um, Russell Wilson landing spots. Uh, so obviously, like I said, Broncos are heavily expected to move on from Russell Wilson this off season. Where could he land? A lot of people have already, you know, toyed with maybe the Falcons or the Steelers or whoever it could be. So 
NFL.com dropped an article listing in order which teams he could go to. And um, they didn't include the Vikings on this list. But I do want to bring up uh, that apparently, according to a few uh, rumors I saw, that Russell Wilson actually does prefer the Vikings. If when he does it hit free agency, um, just because of that situation with uh, Kevin O'Connell and uh, obviously Kirk Cousins, they don't know if he'll be back. I personally think he's going to resign. Um, I, I I don't see them going a rookie or especially Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. Like I understand Russell Wilson's going to be a cheap option, but like maybe they don't want to pay Kirk and they decide to sign Russ for a relatively cheap deal, like one year. 12 mil like whatever it is and then then draft a rookie to sit behind russ but i don't know i think i think they go kirk cousins just with the window that they're in right now i think they want to win um uh with a you know you know kirk cousins on a vengeance from his injury and everything i think they're i think they're in a perfect position as long as they get that defense right but um for in terms of uh, the article NFL.com dropped uh, for Russell Wilson's top landing spots coming in at number one, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which I definitely think is it's possible um, just where the Steelers are at currently. Kenny Pickett, I don't think he's the guy for them long term. Um, granted, I did say uh, Jordan Love wasn't the guy long term for Green Bay. and <laughs> Look how that turned out. But I, I personally, I haven't seen anything n- enough to move, uh, you know, really move me on uh, Kenny Pickett in uh, Pittsburgh, but um, who knows? I, I, I do think they're going to, I think they, the, the Steelers are an organization to tend to lean with their parts and kind of stick with them, kind of learn through the process, uh, learn through trial and error and making mistakes, kind of in-game experience and whatnot. We've seen them with their, especially their coaching staff, obviously. Um, Mike Tomlin did announce he's going to be back. So I'll have a big say on their next uh, quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think Russell Wilson's potentially a uh, you know landing spot here. They may bring in uh, maybe something happens to Trubisky and Rudolph, and they decide to bring in Russ, and maybe have they maybe they have a, a quarterback battle between him and Pickett, and maybe a different uh, quarterback on the roster. Who knows? Uh, but I definitely think it's a possible uh, possible landing spot for agency for Russell Wilson. Um, number two, we have the Commanders. Um, with right now, Sam Howell, um, I know uh, some of our listeners like uh, Sam Howell a little bit. Um, I don't think long-term he'll be the guy for them. Um, and they showed towards the end of the season that they don't really – we don't know who their next head coach is going to be, but um, that will probably play a big part and uh and whether or not if russell wilson will land in washington um he did have an opportunity washington was pursuing him pretty heavily just like we were two years ago and he uh he did have a an opportunity to waive his no trade clause to go to washington um but ended up choosing us over washington philly and a few other teams um than chicago so um that'll potentially be a landing spot for uh russell wilson uh they have jacoby Brissett who'll be becoming a free agent so they're gonna have to look for a vet quarterback regardless so those top two right there steelers commanders i could see it happening for sure um but it'll it'll depend on the head coach uh over there in washington i have I, honestly i have absolutely no idea who they're gonna they're gonna bring in um they could promote uh Bien-Ami, uh eric Bien-Ami, their offensive coordinator but we'll see Number three, Titans. Another one where we don't know who's going to be their next head coach. They surprisingly fired Mike Vrabel, um, who should who should be one of the first head coaches hired. Um, I believe a lot of, a lot of teams are kind of waiting right now for uh, the Lions 
um, you know, with Ben Johnson, because they have that new uh, rule under the CBA um, where teams can't interview coaches currently uh, in the playoffs like the, the like they were able to last year. We saw obviously um, Jonathan Gannon and other coaches in like the NFC Championship taking on interviews and stuff. They they made that um, you know. Uh, teams can't do that anymore made it illegal so uh this year they're kind of waiting on ben johnson and a few other uh, coordinators and whatnot to uh get done with their games and their uh, super bowl runs uh so likely after that we'll see where kind of coaches are waiting to see um where they um their best landing spots are and then obviously teams are waiting to see what happens with those coordinators so that'll probably play a big part and if russell wilson lands in tennessee i want to get your guys' thoughts in the comments where do you guys see russell wilson landing could you see it being in tennessee um this is a be an interesting one with uh will levis um i personally don't think he's a franchise quarterback but um they could have a quarterback uh, battle just like uh how i mentioned with kenny pickett in pittsburgh um, so they have number four being the Chicago Bears. Interesting, interestingly enough, um, they could draft Caleb Williams at one, and um, I think most obviously the Bears they have to go find a vet uh, backup this offseason. Even if they're re retaining Justin Fields, I think they got to find a better option than Tyson Badgett. Personally, um, I think I think they will go that route this offseason, even if they draft Caleb, especially if they draft Caleb. I think Russell Wilson will be actually a pretty good um, backup for him. Um, I think that obviously Caleb will start day one. Um, but depending on Russell Wilson, where he goes, he could start a few games. Uh you know, like we've seen in previous years where the quarterback comes in around week four or five or where, wherever it is at the point in the season on uh, fills in. But um, Chicago, I, I, I don't, I personally don't see him uh, landing in Chicago, but we'll see with that. Number five, they have, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Another one that I think, um, I think this one's actually probably like the most realistic, once again, Arthur Smith fired. We don't know who their head coach will be. That'll play a big part in whether or not Russ does land in Atlanta. Um, but Atlanta, I, d I definitely could see this uh, being a landing spot uh, for uh, Russell Wilson um, just because their situation they're in. They're they're truly like a quarterback away. Um, they absolutely still have a few pieces to add uh, on offense and defense, uh, a few more weapons, but they're pretty uh, – they're pretty loaded with uh, Bijan, uh, London, Kyle Pitts. Um, they got a, they got a lot of dudes over there, so um, that'll that'll actually be like a really good plug and fit situation for Russell Wilson, especially depending on who the head coach will be over there. Um, and number six, finally coming in with the New England Patriots, also another vacant um, head coach opening. A lot of head coach openings this offseason, um, becoming more and more prevalent in the NFL with teams moving on from head coaches. We'll see who uh, will be the next our predecessor to uh, Bill Belichick in New England, but Patriots most certainly could be a, a real landing spot for Russell Wilson. Um, but with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, um, please subscribe to the, uh, the podcast on the channel. Much, much, much appreciated. Um, please leave a like as always. Um, all the support is greatly appreciated. Make sure you turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Plenty more episodes to come. Love and uh, love all you guys, all the uh, you know the support and everything. But with that being said, I'm your host Amir Farrell. To the next episode, peace out, everybody.